This episode of the Kipps Personal Trainer Application Podcast is brought to you by Time to Train Fitness, your home for on-demand workouts for every level of fitness. Exercise with amazing certified instructors that want you to push through any barriers. At Time to Train Fitness, you'll find quality workouts across six class formats, including indoor cycling, HIIT, bar, yoga, strength training, and dance cardio. Stream brand new classes releasing every week in our over 425 on-demand library. Use the code in the description to view all the membership options and to start a free five-day trial. Get ready to press play on your next workout. Hey, Fit Pros, it's your host, Tyler Valencia here. Before we get to this episode, I quickly want to share a free resource we have on the KIPPS website and YouTube channel. If you're struggling with your online workouts or just want to see the items that we recommend, check out our virtual training resources page. You'll find breakdowns on streaming setups, reviews on microphones, and other free videos that can help you build your fitness business today. Did I mention they're free? Go check them out at the link in the description or head over to our website to find them under the blog tab. Welcome to episode 50 of the Kips Personal Trainer Application Podcast. My name is Tyler Valencia and I'm the president of Kips and Time to Train Fitness. I feel like I've said this in every single podcast because each one is specifically special, but with this being episode 50, it is special. Getting to 50 episodes is an achievement and at the same time with the analytics that we've seen over 50 episodes, it's awesome. It makes us As a team, it's very humbling to see how many people enjoy the podcast, listen to the podcast, share the podcast, and you'll see even more when I get to the shout outs that it's amazing to see across the world our reach. And so thank you all the listeners for getting us to episode 50 and for continuing to listen, share it, and all that great stuff. Like I mentioned, we're doing things different. There actually isn't a guest on for today. I'm just in a chat for a little bit. So the rundown of this episode, I'm going to chat a little bit about why this podcast started, briefly go through a couple of things that I learned through podcasting, give some shout outs in terms of top cities and top countries, provide some marketing tips to hopefully help you going into 2022. And then I'm going to finish with three audio clips from a few of the podcast episodes from the last few months. So why was this podcast started? Really, for marketing purposes, if you've thought about podcasting or you're ready to do podcasting, or maybe you are going on different podcasts that your friends or other industry podcasts that you know of, it's an amazing tool for a business in order to grow organically, tap into their network, but even just to talk. You think about the way that you digest social media, marketing materials, you are looking at new content. And when you see the same stuff over and over, it gets kind of bland. But with a podcast, you can keep it fresh. You can pull new clips. You can get new guests on that help keep the content relevant. So with Kips, what was decided was to create a podcast, but really try to emphasize application, not just somebody's story throughout the fitness industry, Of course, we do allow the guests to talk about how they got to where they are, their background, educational background, those pieces, because oftentimes that stuff applies to 
the story that and the application and the techniques that they're going to share, but really we want to get into the how, the why, and share those items to hopefully give our listeners something that they can go apply right away. That's the goal. What can they apply right away? Listen, go home, go to their job, wherever it might be, and apply that information right away. If you've thought about podcasting into 2022 or potentially being a guest, take that opportunity. It's a great opportunity to work on your public speaking skills. It's a great opportunity to get free marketing. You're getting another company to market you. They're going to take your image, your information, they're going to put it on their website, and then they're going to market it. They're going to provide that information out there. For a website perspective, you get a free link to your website right there from most likely a credible website in the eyes of Google. And then next, you are being put in front of their audience. So those are things that companies typically pay for. You you pay things like Facebook, Instagram for them to put your ads in front of people. With podcasting, you're putting yourself, your business in front of that audience for free. So it's a win-win. Whenever you get that opportunity, jump at it. You'll learn so much from it. If you go through that process, you could see what they're doing, what their audience is, all these things, and hopefully get stuff that you never thought was possible. What have I learned through podcasting? I briefly mentioned one of those already, and it is getting more practice at public speaking. Public speaking is one of those items that you got to get over in the fitness industry. If you are on the conference circuit or if you're teaching group exercise, you get that practice relatively quick. You can learn how to be in front of an audience, think on your feet, and be able to come up with exercises, cues, modifications, or if you're at a conference and all of a sudden a curveball is thrown at you, how do you answer that? Practice, 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 practice. So definitely that's one of the things that I've learned is getting more practice, getting more chances to work on my public speaking. The next one, and this is more of a business outlook, but I've learned to not rush quality. If you go back and listen to our first episode, look at the artwork, look at the write-up, look at the pieces in terms of how it was put together, I would say we are miles ahead of where that is, but it's a continual push forward. The artwork has slightly changed, the descriptions and how we lay those out has changed, and even how we market them have changed. All these things are part of learning more about branding, learning more about how we want to utilize the podcast. So definitely learning more about quality over quantity, and even in the process of how a podcast is edited, it is all improvements. So hopefully those things are things that our audience appreciates, notices, and makes them come back to listen to more episodes. Along those same lines is finding your protocol. Through podcasting, I've learned the process of putting things in order, how one thing leads to the next, to the next, to the next. And the example I'm going to give is with this recording here, after it's done, it gets edited, gets exported, gets uploaded to where we host our podcast, but then That's just one of the steps. That's one of the protocols. From there, artwork needs to be made. It needs to be put into YouTube. It needs to be put into something that basically combines and creates our full video clip. It needs to go to the website, be put in the blog. It needs to then go to the newsletter. 
So finding the protocol and understanding how each step is important down the line is part of that protocol, the steps, the process, and working on the process, making that process has definitely been something that I've learned through podcasting. Okay, now we get to something kind of fun, and it's really great that with episode 50, get to share this type of information. Let's get now to top 10 cities. So if you're on there, thank you. Thank you for listening, continually listening. And what would be a great help for this podcast, the Kips podcast, is leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts. Leave us a review. That helps get this podcast in front of more people, more fit pros, and hopefully help them down the road. Here we go here. Columbus, thank you, Calgary, Chandler, Phoenix, Henderson, Dublin, Ashburn, Napa, Vernon, and Dubai. Global cities, global cities, amazing. Thank you all those cities right there for tuning in again. It's amazing, just even even though I typed this up, looking at it, seeing these cities and knowing that they're across the globe, it's amazing to know that there's people there listening and hopefully this podcast helps them next let's go to top 10 countries usa canada uk germany ireland the united arab emirates australia taiwan and france awesome if you're in there thank you for listening keep listening share it with fellow fit pros and help us keep growing as we push to 100 episodes as i started the podcast talking about why it was started and hopefully giving people application techniques, tips that they can utilize right away. This is that part of it for the episode. They're going to be coming from me, not from the guests, so a little, little different than what you're used to if you're one of our usual listeners. But I'm going to give you three marketing tips to help you in 2022. The first one, and I'm a big man about basics, fundamentals, getting these items down, but it's get your fundamental branding down. Get your logo, your colors, your fonts. Do you know what where those are, those files, are they in different formats, PNG, PDF, JPEG? Do you have all those ready? Can you utilize them quickly? Do you have them so you can put them on different images, videos, making all that stuff branded with your colors, your fonts, all those types of things? With being an entrepreneur, with owning your own business, you learn that you need to have a branding kit. And hopefully, if you have not made one yet, this motivates you too, and you can see why it helps down the line. But a branding kit will typically have your logo, your colors, your fonts, so that you can use those across the board. Do you know what your font is? And I'm going to give you a tool that I utilize every single day, every single day, because it's that useful. Canva. I'm going to drop a link to it in the description so that you can utilize it, check it out, sign up if you want. You can definitely use the free version. I use the pro version because I use it on a daily basis and it's that necessary for my business. But in there, if you don't know what your colors are, if you don't know what your RGB are, figure those out so that you can put them in there and you can continually use them so that you're not just using random colors or what you like that day or that week. Use the same stuff. What you see on your website matches your social media marketing. These are things that are fundamentals that getting that rhythm down can then propel you forward. Once you solidify those, now you can move on to harder things. How can I then make my videos better? How can I make my images better? 
But first, start at the beginning. Get your fundamental branding down. Number two now, and this is hopefully one that you've already thought about, but use equipment you bought for online workouts to make social media content. It might seem like a no-brainer, but hopefully you have this equipment. You maybe invested in tripods, lights, a nicer camera, microphones, all things that content creators already utilize. If you are on social media and you're already comparing yourself, you're looking at all these people on Instagram, you're like, oh my goodness, like how do they do? I can never, they probably have teams. They maybe just have an iPhone, but they take that time to know what settings their iPhone should be in, all the little steps to edit it after, uh, color correcting things, those types of things, small, but make a big difference in the end. So figure out what that equipment is that you purchase, get it ready, use it on a daily basis. You think about it, it's practice too. You can't expect to have this equipment and immediately be good at it, how, setting up your microphone, setting up your lights, but the more you use it, and if you're using it now for online and you're using it for your social media, it's a win-win. You have it, why not utilize it? On top of that, if there's one thing that hopefully people have learned is that understanding and learning more about social media is good for your business. I got to put the caveat in there that of course there are elements that can cause issues from a business perspective, but it's a necessity. Social media is a necessity for your business. So getting over that fear, finding those ways to build confidence and understand that you just have to potentially just use it for your business. If there's things that are bothering you with you, just build your business with it and then get off. There's nothing wrong with that. Who cares what your likes are? But if you can, get that cycle down of building content, creating content, branding it, and making it purposeful for your business, you're going to win. You're going to get and see things that you've thought about. And once that process starts, you're just going to want to learn more about it. Taking that one step further now is that if you are filming online workouts, you're filming stuff for your members or you're filming stuff for whatever platform you're using, if you have that content and you have that stuff already up in terms of you have your setup, you have your lights, camera already up, make that a day that you're going to film some content for your social media. I think one of the things that some fit pros struggle with is, oh, I don't know what I'm going to film on this day. Uh, and then they find themselves hours later, ah. Oh, I spent this whole day trying to figure out what I'm going to post and my whole day's gone. People don't care if you filmed it today, yesterday, a week ago, a month ago. All that matters, in my opinion, is that you're creating consistency. There's so many more beneficial things that you can learn as a fit pro business owner from just getting that consistent rhythm down. Then worry about creating daily content if that's what you want to do. But get that rhythm down. If you don't put that foot in there to learn the process, learn the steps of making the content, editing it, posting it, then you're missing out. So don't worry about if the content isn't made that day. Get that rhythm down. It's okay to use a workout from last week or the day before. There's nothing wrong with that at all in my book. One more thing that I'll share that is an application thing. That's how in the first one I said use Canva. This one is going to be use Creator Studio. Creator Studio is 100% free. It's made by Facebook. It connects with Instagram and you can schedule your posts out. How awesome does that sound? Scheduling your posts and you get it, you schedule it and you're done. Awesome. Check it out. Creator Studio. 
It's free. Now, I gave you some things to think about. And as we move to number three now, I'm going to give you a technique or a strategy that you can utilize. Because what I've kind of talked about is getting your practice, getting your rhythm down. But how? Where, where do I start now? What kind of content do I create? So there's a technique out there, and it's more for YouTube, but it's called the SQL technique. Essentially, with the SQL technique is that you find a video that you like on YouTube, but now you go out and you make a better one. You make one that's longer, has more information, and that's what you post on YouTube. Technique, strategy right there. Using something that's already out there, that's popular, and now making it your own. Let's now apply that to social media. Why, not, why can't you? make a sequel of something you've seen out there that you like, that somebody that you follow or a business that you've seen out there that you're like, oh, wow, that was done really well. Use it. Use that to your advantage. A good one that everybody's probably seen and probably like, oh, if I, I wouldn't do that or, oh, I, that's already been done a thousand times. But doing basic exercises on Instagram and showing how you cue them, what you want to be doing. There's nothing wrong with starting there. You got to start somewhere. If you've never done anything, why would you start with the hardest exercises or the hardest type of content to make? And why not start at the basics? I'm going to use something that I even heard today that I'm going to say that, yes, these things are beneficial. And I'm talking about reels, but everybody's talking about reels right now. As of December 9th, 2021, reels. Oh, you got to be making reels. But reels take a lot of time. Reels take time learning how to make them, how to edit them together, how to put music, captions, all that kind of, that takes time. So why don't you just start getting into a rhythm of posting? Make some content with your phone, with your your, your microphone, your lights, all the things that you have, and just get that rhythm down. So SQL technique, let's apply it to social media and hopefully help you with creating that content and getting into something that you can get a rhythm of. If you take this example and you're like, oh, I like that, then that, that's motivation for me. Don't forget, tag us. Tag us on social media. Let us know that this is what I'm trying to do. And hopefully there's someone out there that does because we'll definitely repost you. We'll give you some love. Okay, so this podcast is gonna be a little bit shorter than other ones. But now we're getting to a part where we're gonna share some of the favorite audio clips from the past. With this podcast, we've had some fantastic Fantastic, fantastic guests, people that are across the industry, different jobs, gym owners, equipment owners, educators, fitness conference owners, all types of instructors, lots of people on the podcast that have really helped it grow. Why have we gotten to 50? Why do we have so many downloads? It's because of our guests. We've had some phenomenal guests and that's a shout out to them. Thank you for helping get this podcast where it is. And right now I'm going to share three clips that I've really liked over the last couple months. We've had some great guests over the last month and I feel bad that I'm only going to share three. So don't think that uh, that you, your podcast wasn't good if you're listening and you are already on it. But I just picked a couple clips from the last couple guests that we've had. And let's kick it off with a clip from Dr. Evan Osar. If you are already going to fitness conferences, or if you don't know who he is, check him out on Instagram. They are IIHFE, Integrative Movement System. Great educator, somebody that is already putting out tons of free knowledge out there for fit pros that you could just tune into his weekly 
streams, his Facebook streams, or checking out any of the, his posts. Tons of knowledge in there. And in his episode, we dived into education and its importance for fit pros. In the clip that we're about to jump into, I asked him a question based off of something that I saw on Facebook. I'm not a big debater on Facebook. I'm never going to debate somebody on something related to health and fitness, but I saw a comment about how one certification was better than the other entry-level certification, that is, based off of how it helped with programming better. It was because the other one was too, quote-unquote, exercise science And that one always stuck with me as somebody that has helped contribute to personal trainer certifications, the education, somebody that has seen a variety of the courses out there. It's kind of interesting to hear that just because of how they're developed. They're made to be entry level certifications, but they're just a, a snippet of what somebody should hopefully dive into more after they get certified. There is a wealth of information out there that, they, that you can't put into an entry-level certification, but knowing more and diving into more of these will help you grow your career. So let's listen into this clip. Yeah, that's a great question. And I was having this discussion with a good friend and colleague of mine in the industry who is an awesome program designer. And we had this very conversation about the importance of understanding anatomy biomechanics, and motor control. And again, you don't need to be a PhD in any one of those subjects. But here's the thing I always ask fitness professionals when they bring that question to me or when somebody's challenging individuals like you and I on this topic. Say you have a pretty nice car, a pretty decent car, and you want to keep this car for a period of time. Would you take your car to the first mechanic who just basically says, hey, you know what, we're going to take a look at it. And if it needs new tires, we'll put new tires on it. If it needs a new carburetor, we'll put a new carburetor on it. We'll, we'll, we'll probably put some spark plugs in it too. And then you ask the individual, hey, does the car really need that? Oh, no, I don't know anything about a car. I just throw it all in there because that, that's what I've been taught that the car needs. <laughs> or are you going to the specialist that understands your car, knows how to assess your make and model of your car, who is able to diagnose, diagnose it, so to speak, and give you the most appropriate parts and recommendations for your car. Which mechanic are you going to go to? Obviously, you're choosing the latter. The individual that understands your car, understands how to assess your car, evaluate your car, and then make the best recommendations. And that's to me, when you start to look at health and fitness professionals, why do we feel that we can just go write some programs because we know how to put some exercises together without actually understanding the individual that we're creating the program for. We don't mm -hmm. have a, a background in anatomy or biomechanics or motor control or really understand those things. We just understand exercises. And that's like understanding parts of a car, but not actually how the, all the different parts sort of work together. So in a very easy, easy to understand and relate to example, I think it really illustrates the importance of understanding. Because again, if you are working with elite athletes, right? You can get away with, and I'm not recommending this, but you can get away with just giving them some exercises. You never would do that though, right, Tyler, right? You <laughs> never go to a professional athlete and say, hey, I got a bunch of exercises. I know how to program very well. Hey, let's go train together. You'd find out a whole lot about them, their sport, and, mm -hmm. and understand what they need as that professional athlete. However, when, when we're working with the general population, you're working with a very heterogeneous population. You're working with a group of individuals that maybe has never exercised in their lifetime. They're coming in with orthopedic issues, you know, 
degenerative joint disease, sarcopenia, osteoporosis, balance issues, and all the related musculoskeletal issues related to those sort of conditions. So again, we have to understand what we're working with and who we're working with so that we can create the most effective programs. So in a nutshell, that's usually how I describe it and really helps illustrate the importance of what we do and how to, I'm sure we'll get into this a little bit here today as well, how to differentiate yourself because one of the biggest challenges we all have is how do we get more clients? How do we reach the right clients? How do we make ourselves differentiate ourselves from the rest of the industry? That's in your knowledge, your education, and the process that you take your clients through. That's how you differentiate yourself from the rest of the industry and the rest of the noise, to be you know, quite frank, with the rest of the noise in the industry. Great clip there from Dr. Evan Osar. I can't tell you enough about programming, the importance of understanding more anatomy, biomechanics, things that are going to help you as a fit pro program better, help your clients. That's really what we're looking at. How can we help our clients more at the end of the day? How can we program for them for their specific needs and not using something that's cookie cutter that we got off on the internet or we saw somebody on Instagram doing because everybody's different. Take that, apply it, run with it. Next clip we're going to jump into is from Amy Nicotera. Amy has her own brand E5 Collective. She does her own virtual platform, but also she has an instructor training that fit pros can jump into and implement themselves. So with this clip, Amy's talking about branding, something that I talked about earlier and talking about how she just basically got help to assemble all of what you see with her Instagram, with her presentation when she goes to conferences, when she's streaming behind her, what it all looks like is how she's got some help. And so let's listen in. Well, I, I'll tell you, this whole project and my brand is just me, but behind me is an awesome marketing and graphic designer girl, friend mm -hmm. of mine that I've had since like 2000, maybe 10 I met her, 2008, nine, somewhere in there. And she has made me everything from like postcards to my websites. She's amazing. So I think find somebody who gets branding like where the message matches the brand, the branding on your social media graphics matches what you're trying to, you know, promote your, your constant contacts or MailChimp emails that go out. They should all have like a consistent message. And I only get that really because she screams in my ear a lot about it and I understand it and people comment on it all the time. And I'm grateful for that. So I think you've got to find yourself some a good graphic designer or a good, you know, marketing person. Sometimes they have, some of them do more than one thing in that area, but find yourself somebody good who can help you with that. And it's going to cost you a little bit. You know, you're, you, you can't expect to have awesome stuff if you don't know how to do it mm -hmm. and not pay anybody for it, unless you're going to barter maybe services, which is an option, which I would say try to. But I think you have to realize if you want to level up, you we don't like to be taken advantage of as trainers. Mm -hmm. And I think we have to remember some of these other kind of freelance types jobs, like we've got to give due respect to them as well. So I think you've just got to learn like when you got to bite the bullet and pay for something and, and it pays off. And I know a ton of people try to kind of put their own websites together and then this doesn't work, that doesn't work. Sometimes the effort that you have to put into 
that's just not your wheelhouse is you're better off just saying, okay, guess what? That's not my jam. And I don't really have time to learn how to program everything or whatever. I'm going to ask for some help. Whereas other things, maybe you can figure out for yourself, like, you know, putting something on an online platform or whatever it is. But I think the important takeaway is get help. Yeah. You know, if like pay for it, get help. If you want to be professional, the people who look professional and are doing bigger things, they're, they're getting it done. And it's not just because they're sitting in their living room by themselves. There's, there's somebody with them, even if it's just one other person in my case <laughs> mm-hmm. and a team of supporters. Great tip right there from Amy. I can't tell you enough how as somebody that creates stuff that has helped other companies, if you're looking for free, you're going to get free in terms of what the quality is. <laughs> you can't expect something to look good when it's free. It's not going to be up to your standard. So paying for it, it's just like when you are a fit pro. If somebody wants you to train them for free, but you're, you're a service, you're a business, you're not going to want to do that. Or if you do, you're not going to give it your all. So why would you expect that on the other end? The last clip that we're going to listen to here is from somebody that is from my past in terms of he was my fitness manager, one of my fitness managers when I first entered the industry. And he's one of the best on personal trainer sales. Fantastic. He is a master in it. Just his ability to break it down, but make fit pros understand how it's important for walking the club, engaging with members, but making it applicable for an entry-level trainer, or even a veteran. He is that good at it. So Mark's going to talk about in this clip, a, a real example that you can utilize for approaching members in a health club. Great question, Tyler. And you know, I, you know, I'll do is I'll go to uh, an, a specific example, and these are for sometimes the more bashful trainers, mm-hmm. uh, at least initially. You know, I think once trainers get more confidence, um, and some people, you know, just have outgoing personalities, and they're they could start a conversation with anybody anywhere, anyways. So then they just need to know how to direct that conversation, so it's actually, you know. It's, it's not just a fun conversation. It's actually this person wants to know more about mm-hmm. what you know, and they want to uh, learn more from you and they want to obviously get guidance from you. So, you know, let, you know, if someone is a little, uh, let's go to the cardio, right? So you said a lot of people are doing cardio and, you know, one of the things that is a little more problematic these days than it was, you know, maybe earlier in my career, <laughs> Whereas there wasn't as many headsets um, back in the day, right? Because the you know people didn't bring their Walkmans and their. Walkmans, you know, I'm, I'm, on, I'm, I'm aging. I'm aging myself here, but well, they were listening to music that was played over the loudspeaker, and of course they you know they were you know having earbuds and those types of things. It wasn't quite as normal as today. But think about today. I mean, you've got somebody on the cardio, and we know that. I would say eight, maybe nine out of ten people doing cardio as a trainer would know that is educated realizes that eight or nine out of 10 probably are doing more cardio than they should mm-hmm. specific to where they need to be on their total, uh, wellness and, and weight loss goals. You know, they, they think that the cardiovascular activity is really getting them further than it is. And not, not to mention that the cardiovascular activity they're doing, they're probably not even doing it at an optimal level, right? Mm -hmm. They're, they're not even managing their zones. They're not, they're not working on their peak aerobic oxidative less levels or not, you know, pushing themselves to on their anaerobic threshold. So 
a lot of conversations that can be had on the cardio. And, you know, the good thing about cardio in a club is that they're a captive audience. They're not going anywhere, right? They're right there. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, one of the things that I've talked to with more trainers that are a little bit more um, timid or trainers that aren't, is just to have a little survey to come up and say, Hey, you know, Hey, Bill, I just, if you don't mind, I know you're getting after it on the, on the step mill here. Um, do you mind uh, me going through a, a brief little survey with you just to learn more about uh, what you're doing and give us some insight on how we can better serve you? Mm. And that's it. A lot of times they're like, absolutely, right? They want to be helpful. I mean, as long as they're not like in the middle of an interval and, they're, and they look like they're really focused on their cardio, most of them are going to be okay with taking their earbuds out and ask, answering a few questions. Mm-hmm. So now you got to define what that, uh, what that survey is about, right? Because mm-hmm. a survey could be about, Hey, what do you think about the club? Is the, is the, is the locker room clean enough? Would you like Q-tips? So, you know, that's not the, <laughs> that's not the questions you want to ask. The questions mm-hmm. you want to ask are, you know, how long have you been a club member? Um, how often do you come to the club? Uh, what exact, why did, you know, what are the goals that you have? Have you reached the goals that you've wanted to since you've joined the club? You know, mm-hmm. like these, like, what do you, what do you do? Like how, what's your percentage of time on your car on doing cardio versus strength? These are the kind of questions that you want to ask because it really gives you a picture of what they normally do when they're there, what their goals are and have they met their goals? Because mm-hmm. then if you start getting answers back, it allows for you to, um, interject. And you want, you know, you know, the whole rule is don't ask closed ended questions. Don't <laughs> mm-hmm. ask yes or no questions. Ask questions that um, pose them to give an answer. Like what kind of results were you looking for when you came here? Tell me, you know, you know, those types of things. Not did you get results? It's like, how long did it take you to get the results? You know, maybe they, they mm-hmm. say, well, I'm still working on it. You know, like I still haven't gotten there, you know, as, a, so, as opposed to, so those are really engaging questions and those can really lead to, well, Hey, you know, I think there's a lot of opportunity here um, to take you to the next level. And, you know, you, you say, whatever, you know, they say something that raises an eye well, you can actually address it and say, you know, it's specific to your strength training. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you said your mixture is X percent of cardio versus strength, or maybe they don't even do strength. They just take a couple of classes that they think are strength related where you can say, listen, I think you're going to get so much more on that goal that you're focused on with doing some really structured strength and conditioning work. Uh, how long are you going to be on the cardio today? Uh, five more minutes. How about before you leave, we go through a little work on the floor so I can really share with you some ways that you can hit that goal you're talking about um, faster, utilizing different methods of exercise to get there. So those are the kind of things you just have to be confident enough to engage and listen to what they say, but ask the right questions. So they're kind of leading, leading the person into where you want them to go. So that right there, a hundred percent, the reason why this podcast was started and the content that we push for, if you listen to that clip or you go back and listen to his episode, you're going to get more of that things that you can take right away and apply it in your business. If you heard it and you took that example, you could literally walk into the club and do that right now. And that's what we want our listeners to get on a consistent basis when they tune in. So that's all that we have for this episode. It's a special one, the 50th episode. Thank you to our guests, all the guests that have come on, helped grow this podcast, the listeners from across the globe. 
it's motivation to continue to make sure we put out good content for you. As I mentioned before, if you've been listening, leave us a review on your favorite platform that helps share it with your fellow fit pros. But until then, we'll see you in the next one.